Well, welcome back going to on? MC Unpacked. We are so glad you're yep. here. And we're going to be talking about a lot of fun things today. Some kind of hot off the press items. That's right. We're going to be talking a little bit about the bill that just passed in Washington State. Um, yep. We're going to be talking about identity. What is that? The bill that was just passed in Washington State, and fact check it, so get ready, uh, essentially says that if you have a child who wants to transition and as parents, you are not going to allow them, the state of Washington can come in and remove that child from your home. And I'm sure we'll get some correction on that, but it's going to be an interesting yeah, the, conversation. The language they use is slightly different, but I have it here from directly from the bill. So directly I'll read it. From, I'll read it yeah. and we can talk about it. We'll talk about it. that, but more importantly, our response, what yeah. does the scripture say? Can we trust the scripture? That's right. And a few other things on this episode of Absolutely. MC Unpacked. And what does MC Unpack mean? You ask me this every week. It's like a segue. It means Movement Church Unpacked. <laughs> we're either unpacking a sermon series we're currently walking through. We're unpacking hot topics. That's right. We're unpacking things that people want to know about, or we just wanted to spend more time together. That's right. And we just wanted to it's hang like out. It's like we're unpacking a present. We're, we're unpacking it's MC You're Unpacked. A You're a present. You're a gift. <laughs> You're a gift. And so listen, I, we, we'd love to uh, know what you'd like to hear about. So yeah. let us know. Drop us a line. We are on all the platforms, YouTubes, Spotify's, yeah, podcast right. app. Yeah. And listen, we are located in Orange County, California. The Movement Church is located in Orange County, California. And so we want to extend an invite always. Totally. If you live in the area, we would love for you to come check us out on a Sunday. You can find more information at theocmovement.com. But listen, we, we meet every Sunday and we, we kind of like getting together. That's right. So let's jump <laughs> into this and we'll give them all the information later. Okay. Let's jump into this. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about the bill that just passed. Yeah, why don't you unpack Washington. that for our listeners? Yeah, so here's the thing. I found that when we are on social media or listening to any news source, you're just getting sound bites um, that are... Paid uh, for by the owners <laughs> of the news companies, exactly. which is kind of important to and, know. And real opinion driven. And we are going to yeah. share an opinion here on this podcast, but I want to make sure that we give facts so that we don't get emails from you that are fact checking Well, us. facts to the best of our ability. To the best of our ability. Yeah. But I mean, I pulled this language straight from the bill... Of rights, the Bill of Rights. <laughs> In Washington, it's Bill 5599. You can check that. And essentially, this bill would allow the state to legally hide runaway children from their parents if the parents don't consent to their child's gender transition or abortion. So Legally hide. Yes. So listen, this is how it kind of works is basically... That's a terrifying it word. It is terrifying. Um, it says even if there's no allegation of previous abuse in the household. Mm. Um, and, and so basically, if a child runs away from home because their parent um, doesn't agree with um, their gender transition, whatever it is they're hoping so, to So do. we have a 14-year-old daughter, and if we lived in the state of Washington, and she came to us and said, hey, mom and dad. Today I've decided. Or, or maybe she's truly struggling yeah. with gender dysphoria, and she is wrestling with her identity and says to us, man, I would like to start a hormone treatment or I would like to look at the process of making some surgical transitions. And as parents, we say, hey, babe, we love you. Yeah. Even if it's in compassion, it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, yeah, we say, hey, babe, no... we love you, but we're not going to give you permission to go through with that 
Then the state of Washington do what? State of Washington. Well, basically, if she were to run away, that they would then protect her and uh, let her remain in a so they, local shelter. They wouldn't remove her from the home. From what I can find in the bill, I can't find anyone knocking on your door and saying, we're going to take your child. But I... So it's like sanctuary for a minor, uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah, and, and essentially, I think it leads to that, right? Well, what's it's terrifying same- is if it's a 13-year-old kid or a 12-year-old yeah. kid who I ran away I when ran away I was too. like, I think I was eight. And I was so mad at my mom. Mm-hmm. And I went and I went to my bedroom and I packed my backpack with my G.I. Joe toys. Yep. And I was like, Mom, I'm running away. And she said, okay, do you want me to make you a sandwich? And I was so angry that she wasn't <laughs> like, no, stop. And I got on my blue and gold Huffy bike and I just started riding down the street so aggressively. <laughs> thin. I mean, just G.I. Joes. That's all I've got to survive. And... Uh, Literally, this cop was just down the street, and I rode up. He, she she pulls out of the alley. In Texas, we have alleys. It's not important. And she goes, son, why aren't you in school? And I said, well, because I'm homeschooled. She said, then go home, son. And that <laughs> and was the ran extent. Home. But I was I was a child. Yeah, I ran away too. I packed a Snoopy suitcase and I crawled out my window. But then I decided I was hungry and I wanted dinner, so I came knocking and, on the front door. <laughs> and Snoopy, by the way, is a cartoon character. That's how old I am. From I a, a comic strip called <laughs> Peanuts, which I know you've never heard of them, but you might have heard of Charlie Brown from a Charlie Brown Christmas. But at least my memory is still working. Snoopy. <laughs> 97% of the people about listening. Joes. Yeah. Why didn't you describe <laughs> who that is? Okay, so we don't know for certain. But okay, let's just be honest. If they can totally. actually hide a child, it, it they are a the stone's throw away from being able to remove a child. Yeah, so basically this is what it says. The bill does does require the state okay so pay attention here it says that the bill does require the state to notify parents okay. of the whereabouts of their runaway mi- minor child but throws in a butt and you know what happens every time a butt is thrown into the sentence it negates everything I else I like big butts so yeah. I cannot lie <laughs> cannot lie okay. it says but they are not obligated if a compelling reason exists not to and here's so therefore here's the interesting component who who decides? Is, who is the compelling reason based on? Yeah. Is the compelling reason based on the logic and emotional status of a 12-year-old child? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been around uh, teenagers, um, but they are uh, fairly emotional and dramatic. Would you I think fairly agree? is a That's an very fair estimate, I think. Of, uh, yeah. And, and so it's like, man, a kid could just be upset at their parents, yeah. just angry and feeling unsupported and on these grounds just take off. And the state then says, oh, your parents really aren't yeah. fit to parent you, so we'll parent you instead. And that that's a problem. And you know what's really interesting? I was reading this. The, the state of Washington is also going to become a sanctuary state for runaway teens from other states who don't support gender-affirming care yeah. or, uh, or some of the other reproductive health care services like abortions, they're going to become a sanctuary state, which means that any teenagers from the state of Idaho or the state of Nevada yeah. or any state that doesn't have and hold the same laws, and if what, they run away and go to the state of Washington, the state of Washington same thing becomes applies. a, a refuge. temporary refuge or what is the word as an uh, authority? It's not a word authority, yeah. but uh, custodian, a temporary custodian of the child and they can still go through the procedures. Oh yeah, this is what it provides. So they're taking $7.5 million. Wait, let's pause. Here, let me just say this, because we're 10 minutes into this podcast-ish. 
And let me just say that this is this podcast is not about bashing people with gender dysphoria. That's right. And this is not about bashing people who are transgender or are considering transitioning or wherever people who are listening are currently at emotionally or spiritually. What we want to talk about is some potential problems yeah. that I believe are counter-Christian. Yeah. And I believe that they contradict the very fabric of the word of God. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. And we're talking about it because currently we're in the state of California. Yeah. And I want you to get back to the, okay. the amount of money spent. I don't want you to get sidetracked okay. there. I, I know I interrupted you. But currently there are bills very similar to yeah. this that are already in effect in California. And there's another bill on the floor Several. that is exactly like, or if not exactly dang near close. Yeah. And whether you are listening in the state of California or the state of Washington, just believe me, this is a movement that is sweeping through the nation. You may only be a few years removed. And and can I just say, because we, we've said that on Movement Unpacked, MC Unpacked, we're gonna talk about truth from a biblical Christian right. worldview. And so we're not gonna shy away from talking about truth. And yeah. when something is obviously wrong, we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna talk about why it's wrong based on a biblical worldview. And you don't have to agree with you us. You don't have to agree, agree, but this movement that's sweeping across the nation and, and like Carrie said, I mean, you've gotta know it's coming your direction. Yeah. It's demonic. Like it really is, there's a demonic People agenda. are not demonic. People are not, but the movement is. The, the, the fuel of the movement, not the movement church, yeah. the other movement. <laughs> That's true. The, listen, the, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers in dark places, which means in every conflict we have, whether it's in marriage, or in friendship, or in our nation, wherever there's conflict, the enemy is right yeah. there trying to wedge a shiv of divisiveness right yeah. in the middle of it. And at the very foundation of this is the idea of removing the need for God in our life, which yeah. we'll get to that in a moment, but talk about yeah. the, what you were saying a moment ago. Well, that was yeah. a commercial break. <laughs> what's so interesting about this bill that passed in Washington, and I do have some information on what's what's on the Senate floor in California, but uh, this bill that passed in Washington, they're taking $7.5 million of Washington state taxpayers' money to provide grants to organizations that are providing these procedures. And the definite the different procedures that are offered are are protected under protected healthcare services. And here's what the list says. It includes all gender affirming treatments, whether medical, surgical, Jeez. social, behavioral, and all other reproductive healthcare services, including abortion, contraception, and assisted reproduction. I don't think they're providing contraception. <laughs> Is that what they're doing? What well, says? I oh, mean, okay. it probably, contraceptives. Probably, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm just reading you yeah. what I found on the bill, which is terrifying. <laughs> so then, then a child who is 13 or 14 or 15 is walking through a major life crisis for a teenager, yeah. fueled by media and social media, and finds sanctuary with right. someone who has a compassionate heart. Absolutely. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that the men and women who work for organizations like that are truly fueled by compassion. Absolutely. I believe their motive, it, it is it is based and steeped in wanting to help hurting people. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that too. I just believe they're deceived. Absolutely. And so then they not only have the right to hide a child from their parents, but they now have the funds and the means yeah. to help a child make permanent decisions 
to get on hormone blockers, which we have no idea wait, wait, what wait. is going to fully do. I mean, I, we, we do we have, do have a, some we ideas. have a semblance of ideas, but but talk about the other law that is currently on on the floor oh, in yeah, the state of I, Washington. That's where I was going to go. Did I did I short circuit it? Yeah, go, I mean, go, okay, I was going to go there in just a minute. Okay, because, do, take your time. Do it. Do it in your own time frame. Because I'm thinking about the fact that like what what they're saying that they are taking away the rights of parents on, and they're saying we know better than mom and dad, whom God entrusted with this child. They're saying we know better, and not only do we know better, we're not going to involve the parents, and if they want to do a surgical procedure to mutilate their body we're all in we're for you Be, they're also saying that this child has knows what's best for them absolutely they're saying this child can make a wise informed decision yeah. that will impact them for the rest of their lives my 14 year old at times would prefer to have ice cream for dinner like yeah, that me is, too. That is the way that her brain works. She's like, I, I feel like ice cream for dinner is a good idea. But as a parent, I have a little bit of knowledge right. that would tell me, no, this is this is not the best decision for you. And that is so minuscule when we talk about what is happening yeah. here. And so what you were bringing up, this is so funny. The just just to set the stage, and again, this is not um, about political parties, but the facts would tell you that in Washington, every single Democrat voted yes for this right. bill yep. and every Republican yep. voted no. I'm not going to say any more about that. That just tells you where they stand. And so the Democrats have another bill on the floor right now, and it's number 5475, and it's called the Juvenile Offender Sentencing Bill. And this the bill, Juvenile Offender, offender Sentencing, Sentencing Bill. bill. Okay. Okay. And so what their goal is, is that they want to minimize the sentences for juveniles who have committed crimes. So in other words, let's take a pause. Yeah. So a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, someone under the age of 18 commits a crime and they're punished for that crime. What this bill is suggesting is what? It's saying we want to minimize the sentencing. And so in other words, they've committed. I'm going to help walk yeah, through this. I won't get to the punchline. They're, they're going to minimize. They, so a 14-year-old kid steals a car and sells some drugs. Yeah. That's grand theft auto. That's you know selling uh, distribution of narcotics, whatever it is. Yeah. And the, the sentencing should be X. But this bill is suggesting we minimize that sentence we need for, to not go so hard on that. for this child and why. This is their reasoning written in the bill. It says this, that the brains of minors are not fully developed until 22, which shows, listen, which shows that their perception, their judgment, and their decision-making skills are not complete yet. Just pause. What in the world is happening? Like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Idiocracy. Wait, let, let that sink in for our listener. I, like, please hear, hear our heart. I want you to hear our heart. <laughs> we don't care if you're a Democrat or Democrat or Republican yeah. and Independent, the Green Party, the Turquoise Party. I don't even know what the parties are. They're out there. We don't care. This is not about what the Democrats are voting for yeah. in Washington. Step back. And look at the big picture of what is taking place. And here's why it matters. It matters because it's children involved. Yes. As an adult, you can do whatever you want to do with your life, with your body, as long as it's not illegal 
do whatever you want. I may not agree with you on a lot of the decisions. The word of God may not agree with you on a lot of decisions, but you make your own decisions and you deal with the consequences. The reason we're talking about Mm -hmm. this is because it deals with children and the same state that says a child who is oppressed by their parents and wants to have a gender reassignment surgery or hormone treatment, the same state is also saying a child at that age does not have the mental capacity, the emotional bandwidth. The judgment, the decision-making skills. To make life-altering decisions. You have to step back and see how absolutely ridiculous this is. And it is a strategic, demonic strategy Strategic strategy? Yeah. Those are the same things. A strategic strategy. It's so strategic. It's strategy by the devil. It is. It's foosball (laughs) of the devil, Bobby Boucher. And so getting back into it. I haven't even sung tonight. That's that's an interesting podcast. But all that to say, this is a this is a plan and a ploy of the enemy. But the Bible says that he is high, he's he's a schemer. Yeah. That he is setting up high and lofty opinions against the knowledge of God. And and that is why we're, it's frustrating. And the same bills are on the floor in California yeah. currently right now. It hasn't passed, correct? No, but they're on the Senate floor. On it's the Senate floor. Passed, uh, and listen, in the state of California right now, my daughter can go to her counselor at school and tell her, I, I don't think I should be a boy and my parents won't, I don't think they'll like it. And she, her counselor can help get her connected to a physician and a physician can legally treat my daughter without our consent. Yeah, Currently. I mean, it's already a stinking mess in California. And However, in, the, in the state of California, in the state of California, if you were to take your child as a minor to a tattoo artist <laughs> yes, and give them consent to get a tattoo, because it is permanent and irreversible, in the state of California, you will be fined and the tattoo artist will be fined and they will lose their license because they are tattooing a minor who is not capable of making their own decisions yet. Let that sink in. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if this, I, I'm, this is throwback to early <laughs> series from a long time ago but this is critical theory this is applied postmodernism oh at its best because it's cannibalistic yeah. and and it is a problem and again we if you are listening and you have gender dysphoria i'm sure you're not listening to us anymore you're probably at mad at us but man we're for you we our church is for you you yeah. you can you're welcome here and no matter what we, we'll walk with you through that we, we won't agree or align but we'll love you because you're a human yeah. and we want what's best for you and, and if you need community we'll be that yeah but but we can simultaneously love and be compassionate towards you and not waver in what we believe yeah. and the world that we live in says if you disagree with me yeah. your beliefs are archa- archaic or oppressive and you therefore must change and I'm just sorry we can't do that yeah. And so if you're listening and you are an adult or you know someone that's an adult and they're walking through this, then you need to have compassion and love and that is it. If yeah. they ask your opinion, then you share and you give them the truth of God's word, not the truth of your opinion. Yeah. But the problem is here, we're talking about children. 
Yeah, we're and we about have children. to defend children. And I'll just really quickly kind of give some information on what's happening in California because if you're in California, I, I think we have an obligation as Christ followers, um, at, as people who care about children, um, as people who care about families. I think we have an obligation to actually call our representatives and oppose these bills that are on the floor. Totally. And so I'll give quick information on that, but then I just want to talk a little bit more about where we are at yeah. as a, a society in general and just some of the think questions about identity but just just for your understanding there's a bill on the floor bill 665 it has every everything to do with the mental health care for kids 12 mm. and older um ultimately right now traditionally existing law requires the involvement of the parent or guardian unless the professional treating the minor deems that inappropriate but this law that is on the floor right now would require the professional to consult with the minor before involving the parent because mm. the minor apparently knows best Bill 8B957. Now, this one, I think, is more of what you were talking about when we when we heard the news about Washington, because it starts out talking about um, a, a minor who wants to change their name and gender identity officially, um, officially documented. Um, and when they take that to court, they actually have to have uh, parental approval yeah. and consent. And so basically what this what this bill is doing is it's saying we want to remove that we want to make it to where there's no parental consent required. And then mm. it says this um, existing law governs the determination of child custody, custody and visitation in contested proceedings and requires the court to determine the best interests of the child based on certain factors. You're giving a lot of information. I know, but I want to make sure that I'm quoting exactly what the bill says so that I, people understand. Like, people this can't just remember opinion. what you said 30 seconds ago because you've said so much. So what okay. are you trying to say? I'm going to read the last sentence. Though. There you go. This bill would require a court when determining the best interests of a child to consider a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. So ultimately, uh. California is trying to sneak in to the system the right for the government to come in and say you don't have okay. the right to have custody of your child. Well, wait, wait, if hold we on. Turn. So here's what I'm interpreting this as, okay. and people are like, "Why are we talking about laws? We got to move on." This I know, but are, it's important. I know, but they're not listening, and so yeah. it doesn't matter. We're just talking to two people. So well, keep listening, guys. Keep listening. Um, what I think I'm interpreting that to say is that the 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 government will seek the counsel of the parents, but only based specifically on how they affirm the child's gender identity. No, I'm saying that that is one of the things that they are taking into consideration, but they're also talking about custody of a child, who a child who's saying, my parents, I, my parents don't agree with me, they're not supporting me, and... Yeah, and but so I think it's saying that it, it requires, this bill would require the court when determining the best interest of a child to also consider a parent's yeah. affirmation of the child's identi gender identity. Yes, but that it has to do with child custody and visitation. Interesting. Well, regardless, yeah. now that we've gone through, let's read uh, the California <laughs> Bill of Rights. I hate reading these bills, but I want to read them because I don't want to just um, yeah. listen to sound bites. That yeah, because have. here's the thing. Like, you probably, if you're like a, a hu every human being, you probably listen to news media outlets, you social media outlets that are more of an echo chamber, yeah. that they mirror and match your what opinions, you your narrative, you, what you think. And, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm guilty of, of a similar thing. Uh, and, but you cannot take every news outlet is, is all built or yeah. predicated on making money. It's not about getting you the appropriate information because it's appealing to you as yeah. a constituent, which means they know what you want to hear. 
They know if you want to hear hardcore right wing or hardcore left wing. And if you get what you want, you keep coming back. You keep watching. They keep selling advertisement. And 45% of the <laughs> advertisement is big pharmacy, but we'll keep moving on. And so my point is this. You have to actually do some research for yourself. Or you're sticking your head in the proverbial sand, acting yes. like it's going to go away. And then what will happen is maybe not your children, but your, but grandkids. your grandkids. And their kids are going to have to inherit the earth that we either stood up for our kids or we abdicated our role. Yeah. And so you you need to know. Yeah. And, and now I also also there's flip sides of this too. Yeah. I mean we have a massive foster initiative in our church. Yeah. Five or six families currently fostering kids. Yep. And in the county where we live, Orange County, they are, they are 100% all about reunification with the parents. Reunification at all costs. And I I understand that. Yeah. But I also see the tragedy in it. Right. I know one case in particular where the the foster child is, I believe, the fifth of six kids to the same mother, all of which are currently in the foster system or have aged out. All of them have at one point been exposed to or actually experienced drugs either in the womb or after the womb. The father is currently a homeless drug addict in the area. And so I'm thinking reunification at all costs. What are you, are you BSC? Are you freaking kidding me right now? Why? Why would we do that? So just to play devil's advocate, the laws in our land give the government the right to choose whether or not the parent can have custody of a child. So you have to step back and go, okay, wait a minute. What is the intention? What is the motive? And what is the difference? Like, which one is okay? And I think that that question is worth talking about. I also think that d my dog is in here and she farted and it smells like broccoli <laughs> and asparagus. It wow, is, thank you it's so much putrid. for that description. It is, I can't, I've been trying to ignore it for 15 minutes and it's like, it's in every aspect of my face right now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So How are you even functioning right now? I don't know. I was focused. Why do we have dogs during our podcast? It's a problem. <laughs> They're being good though. It's our, it's, you know what, you know what the definition of insanity is? Doing the same thing over and over again. Last time we our dog threw up in our feet. <laughs> the I time know. before that they're running around eating <laughs> things. But they're sleeping right now. So Golly, why do we have, <sighs> anybody want to foster some dogs? Anyways. Okay. My point is this. My point is this. We, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, you're, this is generalization of, of statements, so just chill out. You're either pro-big government or pro-little government. But at the same time, you can be like, get the government out of everything and then still be 100% for the foster system removing a child from harm's way. So we have to look at this from both sides. Yeah, well, I think that the California state government right now would tell you that um, you're putting your child in harm if you don't consent to puberty blockers or gender transition surgeries. Correct. And so that's what their approach would be. But I would say that is a bunch of BS considering, yeah, I said that on our podcast. I didn't say it fully, so I feel like it's okay. <laughs> you said, you said. Hey, nobody even knows. I heard you. You are the only one that knows. <laughs> no. No, you. Katie heard it. She's she sitting here Katie, producing. Nobody even knows. There's nobody. Our producer there. knows. Goodness. Yes. This is now we're going to get an E on our <laughs> podcast. Second time in a row. 
explicit <laughs> content from the movement church. And it's not even because of me. That's what's shocking. You said the same thing. Like, I probably need a E <laughs> just floating by my head at all times. I just get mad. Content. I get mad about this because it's so absolutely ludicrous to think that our kids, our children are at a place where they can make a an logical and intelligent, well thought out decision totally. for the rest of their life yeah. at the age of 12, 13, 14. We, the reason I can say that, and I, I think I have a leg to stand on is for a handful of reasons. I mean, we don't let them drive cars until they're Correct. 16. We, we don't, they can't join the military. They can't drink. We don't let they them drink until they're 21 because the, they can't they smoke would be, cigarettes. Yeah. It's just like, we, we know this, we know this. But yet we're, I feel like, just pretending yeah. it away. It's well, ridiculous. I, I think the differential, by the way, I'm not an, I'm, I'm not an advocate for this bill that we've just been talking about. But I just think it would be silly to act like, I think, I, that's, I think that's the problem. I think that's what frustrates me most is that, like, okay, there's problems. But, okay, we got to start talking about what solutions are. Yeah. And we have to start talking about what answers are. And I got to be honest, I don't know if I have them except for the church. Yeah. And the church is the only thing I can think of that is a semblance of hope for the world, but not the semblance of perfect answers. Yeah. Um, and so when I think about even just just the the concept and the notion of of, of the foster uh, community being able to remove or the government being able to remove a child from a home for the sake of safety, it's it's laws of the land that determine safety for that child or not, and those laws are are typically built around neglect and neglect yeah. would be of you know clothing shelter and food it's typically around narcotic use or abuse mm -hmm. uh, typically around alcohol use and abuse mm -hmm. and domestic violence domestic violence and sexual which i think sexual violence would also fit yeah. into domestic violence and all those things they now say okay you you have put a child in harm's way by you having custody over their life but when we talk about a child deciding at the age of eight, nine, 10, 11, I'll continue on all yeah. the way up. I don't even, I don't, I don't think that you should be making decisions like that, regardless of disagreeing with my, my viewpoints at 18. Yeah. I think I, I just, I'm just, but we'll move on. My point is we're, we're actually, we're actually consenting to putting them in harm's way because of the irreversible consequences for these things yeah. and and so i do that's when the, that's where this bifurcates for me that's where this separates for me uh between having a government that does come in and say parent you lose custody of your child because you're an alcoholic and you beat them then as opposed to your child wants to make a decision for the rest of their life yeah and you know here's the thing that I think is so crazy and what we're dealing with right now is we're talking about a struggle with identity. Yeah. It, there's an identity crisis that is happening in our world today. And and there's been an identity crisis happening in our world for a long time. I, I think that for as long as I can remember, I, we've worked with teenagers yeah. since, oh my goodness, like the late that's 90s. Irrelevant. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. We've been doing this a long time. and and for as long as I can remember, teenagers have always struggled with their identity. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the biggest issues that I think young people face. Is and like, old people, but uh, all specifically. All of us struggle 
but up until the age of about 25. Yeah. Young people, there's just a constant struggle for who am I? Uh-huh. Why am I here? And, and there's constant issues yeah. with comparison and feeling inadequate and not good enough, not pretty enough, not whatever the, whatever values based is. on the external yeah. rather than intrinsic values. And that's massive. Yeah. And so I think, yes, we do have an identity crisis. And for years we've tried to tackle that in different ways, specifically within the church and, um, just different programs that we've instituted in schools and different things like that. Just saying, how can we help young people become confident and secure in their identity? And I feel like we've kind of thrown that out the window and said, we're no longer going to help young people become confident and secure in who they were created to be. Now we're going to say, you know what? You You are an accident. Yeah. You are an accident. God did get it wrong, actually. So you have the power to change that. And I'm just thinking, well, no wonder we've got kids that are struggling with depression and anxiety and, and suicide thoughts yeah. because they're literally, it's being confirmed by every <clears throat> source of education in their life that, yeah, if you feel that way, you are an accident. So go ahead and change it. And I'm just thinking we, we're robbing young people of this understanding that they were uniquely yeah. made, that they're created with purpose for a yeah. purpose. That's where our confidence comes from. And, and so I'm just so frustrated about the whole situation. Well, yeah, and it makes sense if you think about the fact that the same it's the same environment, it's the same culture and the same world that is built on the theory that we came from an explosion and evolved from bacteria. And so if you feel like you came from nothing, then what is the aim? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? If I just happen to be here because enough time passed and enough bacteria shifted and morphed and now I'm here, it actually makes sense that people are walking through such a hardcore place of an Struggle. identity crisis. Yeah. And, and, and you know, for the listener, it would I don't know when you're listening to this, but check out our YouTube or yeah. Spotify. And, and uh, we've done a series called Wonder yep. where we unpack biblical views for... The, the five main questions that are perplexing humanity. Yeah, in week one, you did an incredible job breaking, Thanks, babe. breaking a lot of this down. And so I would really encourage you to take time to listen to it because it's, it's foundational um, when it comes to talking about identity. Thank you. I appreciate that. But the whole concept is, is the idea of the, the, the main question is, who am I? And, and, and am I just an, a product of evolution? Am I just a few generations removed from apes? Like what, who, <laughs> who am I? And, and we believe that the biblical answer is that you are a created yeah. being. You're not a cosmic accident. You're not the, 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 the repercussions of a cosmic accident. You are, the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning, God created. Mm. Like before anything existed, God was. And that's hard for us to, if you stop and think about that long enough, it, it'll hurt your mind. <laughs> Before anything, God existed. And we believe that. And, and, and we, I, I even talked about this, like this, this microphone, the, the man or woman who created this microphone didn't come from within the microphone. He, he or she stood outside of this and took the technology and things and fabricated and created this. And then that, that creator said, you are a microphone that the creator gave mm-hmm. this its identity. And then the creator said, you know what? I put X amount of hours into it and X amount of technology into it. 
this microphone is worth $500. The microphone doesn't decide its value and the microphone doesn't decide its identity because it is created. And I just wanna challenge you and tell you that regardless of your faith, regardless of what you believe, you are a created yeah. being and that is something that is beautiful. So if this is created, the microphone doesn't get to say, oh, the, the creator made a mistake. <laughs> they got I, it wrong. I'm, I'm supposed to be an Apple Watch. That's Maybe what I can do is kind of shift some things around and then I can become, no, no, the creator didn't make a mistake. The, the creator, it, he made a microphone. And when God created you, he didn't make a mistake. Yeah. Now there's still pain in our world. There's still shame, there's still yeah. sorrow, there's still hurt. There are some people in our world that really truly struggle with gender dysphoria. Currently, statistically, it's less than 1% of the world's population. Wow. Currently, go Google that and fact check it. So I know that there are some people who are really struggling with that and my heart is, is crushed for you. And I know there are some of you that are struggling with an identity crisis and the world around you is telling you it's your gender shift it, yeah. change it. And I just want to just challenge you and tell you, you are a creative being yeah. and, and, and you're the object of God's holy love. Yeah. And so therefore there might be pain ahead of you, but when you walk through this life and this journey with God, with a faith community, yeah. man, there's some answers for you. Yeah. And I know that's challenging. I just want to speak to the listener for a moment. And I love that you said that so much of the solution is found in the church um, because the church is supposed to be a place of love, hope and, and healing, passion, hope and healing. And um, I just think as you were talking, Carrie, one of the things you said is that we can't we can't just put our head in the sand and pretend that this isn't happening. I mean, we can, but it it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And so as a Christ follower, which I think probably a lot of you listening, you you might consider yourself a Christ follower. Maybe you're just listening and you're exploring your faith and yeah. permission to hang out with us and, and just hear what we have to say. But um, if you're a Christ follower, we actually have a responsibility. Yep. Um, we have a responsibility to show love. We yeah. have a responsibility to show compassion yeah. for all people with everything that they're walking through and dealing with. But alongside of love, alongside of compassion, alongside of grace, we have a responsibility to speak truth, Great. to speak truth and love. And what I'm finding right now is that so many Christ followers are shrinking back because they don't want to be offensive mm -hmm. because our culture has said, if you say anything against you're this, a bigot. you're a bigot, you're a and, racist, you're a homophobe, yeah. you're a transphobe. Whatever and I'm just be. saying we can be Christ followers who love Great. people, who are kind to people, who are full of compassion for what they're struggling with and walking through and say, this is wrong. Great. This is not acceptable. I, it's so crazy. The last words of Jesus, he, he told us uh, actually throughout scripture, he gave us a couple commands. And, and the first one, someone asked him, what's the greatest commandment? And he yeah. said, number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, right? We, we get that. Like that's our first job as a Christ follower. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. So that's the kind, the compassionate, yeah. the care for the people around us. But before he left the earth and ascended into heaven, he said this, he said, go and make disciples Great. of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and listen, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So listen, the scripture is powerful. The word of God is, is a powerful tool that we have in our life to, to bring truth into a very dark Great. world. And 
And so we just, we have a responsibility to not sit back, to not be quiet because we're afraid that we might offend someone, but to speak the truth in love and to actually stand up for what's right. And I believe when it comes to what we've been talking about uh, on this podcast, I believe that what's happening in Washington state, what's on the the Senate floor in California, these bills that are coming after our kids, they're wrong, which means we actually have got to do something about that. Yeah. And so I think I think that's a great point. I think one of the things that's crucial is as a follower of Christ, you need to know what we believe. Um, God didn't is not asking for our opinion on theology. He's not asking for uh, what our version of truth is. He's already established the truth. It's the word of God. Yeah. And it takes faith to believe that, but you are you have faith. You if you're riding in a car right now, you have faith that you're not gonna get hit in the head on collision. Yeah. Um, if you're an atheist, you have faith that there's not a God as much as there I actually think it takes more faith to believe there's not a God than it does to believe that there is a God. And so you you understand the notion of faith, and there's no scientific method to prove faith, or there's no way to calculate it. And that's like, well, that therefore it's silly or foolish, but but the same is true for love. Because you cannot define and clarify and with the scientific method prove love. But you feel it, you experience, you see it, and listen, you know the absence of love. Yeah. And if you know the absence of love, then you know what love is. I wanna know what love is. I was hoping you would sing on this podcast. Everybody's been waiting the whole time. I felt you hung out. You knew you needed to stay. I was like, where am I going? Where am I going? (laughs) Where am I going? You I'm knew like, you needed yeah. to stay for that. I want to know what love is. Yes. I did a key change. A little disappointed. You did. You but did. we'll, we'll practice okay. that. It's okay. Right. So you, you know love <laughs> and you know the absence of it. And so you know faith. Even if you don't feel like you're a giant in faith, like you're like, you, you can you can move mountains fine, but you, you, get, you get it. And uh, it takes faith to believe that you came from a big bang and you're the, res, res, the result of a cosmic accident. I just choose faith that I'm designed uniquely and as a masterpiece. Absolutely. Because you know what? That like that brings confidence when you know like I yeah. God God created me on purpose. Like I'm designed to contribute to this world. Yeah. Like I just think, man, some of you just need to get around some young people and encourage them that they are yeah. they're everything God made them to be. Yeah. So you you need you need to do some research. Uh, I I just I hate saying this. Sometimes I'm a little bit snarky and cynical, Megan. So say something kind after this. But <laughs> I don't think any of you are going to read the book I'm about to recommend because you just want to do the easy job of listening to a podcast and deform your own opinion and move uh, on. Adopt someone else's opinion. Yeah. And make so it your own. fine. Tell but everybody about a it. A book by a guy who I don't align with on everything theologically, but most things. Wrote a great book. His name is Preston Sprinkle. He wrote yeah. a great book on the transgender topic in Christianity. It's called Embodied embodied by Preston Sprinkle. He also wrote a book called People to be Loved. I I just want to recommend, get get them. They're great books. And it will open your eyes to see the truth of God's word and it will uh, develop a heart of compassion. Uh, Here's here's what we believe. In Genesis 127, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created man in his own image. He created them male and female. Then Jesus affirmed this in the gospels when he referenced that same scripture. So God did that, and Jesus affirmed it. Paul affirmed it. We don't believe that God made mistakes. There are two genders, and you are born the gender that God assigned you. And I know that that's hard, because some some of you might be struggling, but that's what we believe, and that's what would be considered historical Christian orthodoxy. We've believed this for 2,000 years. 
It's the same faith that tells us Jesus was the Son of God and died for my sins. So I know that's hard, but we just choose to believe this. So then what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, it's one thing if you're sharing your opinion with someone who's asking for it. Yeah. It's another thing if you're sharing your opinion with someone who doesn't want it. So why don't you try to put so much love into the relationships you have with people that they're desperate to know what you believe? Why don't you start there? I think Jesus told a story similar yeah, to great. that when he said, hey, why are you worried about the splinter in, yeah. your, in your brother's eye? And I'm, this is what I'm really good at in marriage. I'm really good at <laughs> seeing good at the splinter in <laughs> Megan's eye. And meanwhile, I've got this ginormous log coming out of my own eye. So what was Jesus saying? Was he saying, no, no, Megan doesn't have any problems. She gets to live he her truth. Never has he ever said that. <laughs> He's not saying Megan can live her truth. He's saying, no, absolutely. She's held to the same truth that I'm held to. But before I'm worried about her, well, why don't we work on yeah. some stuff here? So start working on you right now. Yep. And, and start putting some love into the relationships that you're in. Yeah. Know what you believe. And when you're asked, don't be a pansy. Don't back into the shadows. I'm, let me just talk yeah. to the dudes for a moment. Don't step back into the shadows and choose to abdicate your role and say nothing because we need the voice of compassion and love. That's right. And truth. Yep. If we have grace without truth, it is just a, it's just an absolute what did you say earlier? Show. <laughs> and if we have truth without grace, there's no love, there's no yeah. hope. God said we got to have both of them. And listen, in the meantime, love people but don't neglect your responsibility because we actually still live in a free country and a country that demands that we actually have a voice. And so in the areas where you can stand up Great. for the rights of our children, where you can fight and say, no, this is unacceptable for us in our state, speak up. What does that mean? Use your voice. That means call your representatives, oppose the bills that are on the current Get floor. out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Don't shrink back from the responsibility responsibilities you do have. Love people wherever they're at, whatever they're walking through, but stand up and fight the things that are coming after Go to some school right board now. meetings and have conversations. Yeah. Don't be a jack wagon and, and yeah, end up uh, on TikTok because you go ape crazy on it, but go there and stand up and have your voice. If you have children in your home, you need to teach them the truth of God's yeah. word. They need to know what they're established and their faith is founded on. Yep. So that means you've got to be in God's word. And you got to make sure you're in church. Because let me just tell you, when you get your kids in church, they're being taught weekly the truth of God's yep. word. We, we've been doing a series at our church that is actually equipping our kids with these answers. Who am I? Why am I here? And actually teaching them the truth about how God made them. And so you need to get them in an environment, a community of other believers that are actually championing Great. who God made them to be. So teach them at home. home. You've got to be in the word yourself. But make sure you get to church. Get them in the house of God. I promise you it will be a game changer. You know, that's great. I want to leave with this final thought. Okay. And I think it's it's on the heels of that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you don't know much about theology and faith and, and where kind of our roots and heritage are as as churches and as, as the church of Jesus Christ. Not of Latter-day Saints, but the church <laughs> of Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, in... Uh, what was it, 1690, whatever, I forget the year, 1672, Martin Luther 
nailed the 95 or 96 thesis. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact specific dates. Fact check it and email to somebody else. And he, he nailed the 95, 96 thesis to the door of the chapel. And he started the, the Protestant Reformation. And what he wanted to do was change the corruption in the Catholic Church from the inside out. There was a few things that were staples that he was like, this is problem. This is heresy. We have drifted from the principles of godly living, and it's being taught and reinforced by the Catholic Church. And one of the chief ones was the fact that the church would not even allow people to have Bibles. Only the priest would read the scripture. They were referred to as clergy, which means one who reads. And lay people, ordinary church folk, were called laity because they're lazy. No, I'm kidding. They're just <laughs> lay people. They would only know the scripture that the priests would give to them. And what uh, Martin Luther did was saying, no, 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 according to Hebrews, according to Paul, that Jesus established established the priesthood of all saints. In other words, Megan's tapping my my knee underneath. I can't tell what you're trying to tell me. Am I too intense? You're not too intense. It's just a lot of information like the bill that I was reading earlier. But mine makes sense. Yours does make more sense. The priesthood of all believers, and that is this. Look at me in the eyes through the lens or listen to me better. You have a responsibility to lead yourself and lead your family from the scripture, and you don't have the right to be lazy and let somebody else do it for you. It's true. The end. So you have if you have a, if you have a family and you have kids, we are a, as a church, the church. It is imperfect. It is flawed. It doesn't have everything covered, but it is here to support and be a supplement yeah. to what you are doing in your yeah. home. As an individual follower of Jesus, as a single individual, as a married couple, you are responsible for bringing God into your home, for bringing faith into your home. So don't abdicate that role. And and especially if you get to a place where all the wheels fall off and you're wondering what happened, and maybe just maybe you didn't listen to this guy. To this podcast. You didn't listen to this podcast. podcast. Hey, I'm going to hit your knee. Just because you look cute. That's it. Thanks. That's it. I got nothing else. There was you probably should sing again or something. What would I sing? Give me um, some words and I will <laughs> um, just say some words. Let's it's see a beautiful it. day. No. Okay. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and thanks for joining us on another edition of MC Unpacked. That's right. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share and do all the things. And we will see you back here in just a few seconds. What? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>